Hey guys, this is the Muslim Pod Blogger. I hail from a little city in Australia, spending my time working, studying, being a mum, wife, sister, colleague, neighbour, friend, and just generally living my life. Except that obvious few truths staring me in the face. Truths no one really wants to talk about. Those truths? Turning on the television, reading the newspapers, listening to the radio stations and realise they're talking about you. About your colour, your culture, your religion, your community, your gender, your ability. But you're not part of the conversation. You're never part of the conversation. This is the Muslim Pod Blogger and I'm here to remind you... Stop apologising for yourself. Stop doubting yourself. Never give up on yourself. Don't let them define you. Don't let them plant the seed of shame and doubt in your mind. It's time to push back, to be proud of ourselves, to be proud of who we are, because self-determination can only be achieved through us. So fight back, fight the good fight, because I've got your back. We've got each other's. It's this terminology and this demonising that we constantly do to people of a different faith or of a different colour to us. And it's fine that we'll cheer you because you're a great sports person and we think you're wonderful because you're breaking records or you're winning gold medals or you're kicking goals and you're representing Australia and we think you're terrific until you say something that makes us look at ourselves and then we tell you to shut up and we tell you to go away and we tell you, oh, you're you're not very good anyway. So we put you back in your box straight away. We cheer you when we think that you're doing good, but the minute you start getting too big for your boots, then we'll bring you back into your box and say, well, you just need to sit down now. I think nowadays people are trying to change that and that we're seeing more push, for example, for more women to be on boards and for more diversity in the media. But I don't think we're at the point where we can say it's being represented and being authentic about it is a whole different thing. Are we just having women and diverse people in visible parts of society just for the sake of it so we can meet the requirements of our companies? Or are we doing it for purposes that you know we see the real impact and the real the value that these people can add? And I think we're just at the beginning point. We're just trying to get voices, faces out there. Also, sometimes I feel like they do choose either like a Muslim person or a black person yeah. just to boost cooperation and yeah. make it look good. Oh, we have one person who's black or one person who's a Muslim. I guess we're very diverse. diverse. I feel like sometimes it's like we're being used mm-hmm. or something. It's a statistic. A competition. If you're black, in reality, you have to work 10 times harder know, yeah. than everyone that's going for that job. You're right. It's so true. Mm. And you know what? Every white person is going to tell you that's all in your head. Yeah, it's yeah. not in my head. It's, it's happening to of me. Of course it's happening it's to me. It's only people who feel it who know it. The thing that impacts on that even more in regards to privilege is when you as a person of colour or from that religious denomination, which is different to the mainstream, 
then trying to put in a complaint about what you've heard or what has taken place or what has been said, it is so hard to even get to the point where you think, I need to put a complaint in about what I've just seen or read or heard. And then when you go forward, try and put that complaint in, you are either putting it into people who are also still white, mainstream, middle class, who will not understand, or they try and belittle what you've said and try and get you to be more understanding of the person who has delivered that information incorrectly. So either way, you lose. During those really important years where you form your identity and when you're trying to discover yourself, when you're trying to put yourself out there, those are the key years where we could have been teaching this to make them feel empowered, to make them feel confident, to make them critical thinkers. So online, there are multiple Indigenous uh, groups on Facebook, for example, and they're very vocal, they're very outspoken, they really advocate for Indigenous rights and greater representation, etc. But that is not coming to the forefront in mainstream media. It's not coming to the forefront anywhere except online. And that needs to come more to the forefront. We need more visibility, physical visibility of those types of groups and representation. And definitely media could assist the cause if media was that way inclined, but we know that media and politics are tied together and so they serve each other. A good example of what media has done that's, you know, working in our favor is what SBS is doing, profiling multicultural communities and showing the, the beauty of it, etc. And I think that if broader media did that sort of thing, you would be generating a lot more harmony in society instead of fear-mongering. The othering wouldn't take place so significantly. The media, you know, you have a look at that and they're usually just all white people. There's very few brown voices in there. If you look at who the media go to, for instance, that's not necessarily authentic. The same names and the same heads will get up on TV or on the radio and be talking about the same issues. So that's not a true representation of who those people are. People who are white Australian delivering information around myself or my community, other communities, which I have no part of, no real links to, I think is really disgusting in truth. Because no matter how they try to deliver that information, they do not have the capacity, they do not have the lived experience to do that and to do it well. And pushing further than that, what really disgusts me is when you give an example and you who has the lived experience, who is of that culture, who is of that religious denomination, says your experience and people then knock that back as you have no clue. What, like, what do you mean? You don't even understand what we're talking about when they're talking about you. Just before the tram, 20 minutes ago, I walked into the tram and this old man already just stared at me. And then after that, it's like multiple people notice you. Do you know what? Every white person's going to tell you it's in your head. Yes! <laughs> I see you turning. It's not in my head. What have you got to say to every white person that says oh that? Oh my God, it's not in my head. Because let's be honest, right? This is how we know that it's not in our head. It's the things that people say mm-hmm. and the things that people do. do yeah, it's the way it's, it's done. It's not yeah. just what you say and what you do. It's mm-hmm. also what you don't do and what you don't. So you stared at me mm-hmm. that few seconds too long, which means that I'm different. Yeah. But then you continue to stare at yeah. me for that time even, even more, more after that. And the chick next to me, you didn't stare at her. In yeah. fact, you smiled at her. Mm-hmm. That's how I know, assholes. That's how I know. <laughs> That's the big difference. It is the big That's difference. That's the big difference. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm so aware of it. I'm watching you watch me. I yeah. Hear. That's how I know. Yeah. Because I'm so accustomed to it. Yeah. I know that it's happening all day, every day, that I actually watch you watch me 
Because I want to see, are you staring at me because you're a nice person? Because I get that too. Yeah. Or are you staring at me because you're a redneck? Oh, you're just another redneck. Yeah. Well, I figured you out. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to the next. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. I think education is a big part of it in terms of changing the mindset of people. Also, education in terms of helping people understand how they can get more involved in in society or in whatever way it is that they need to get involved in. Because sometimes working with communities and working with media, sometimes people don't know how to get involved or sometimes they're too shy to get involved or they're too worried that the politics will get involved or it will be too difficult once they have a say. If we're able to build people's confidence up to say, this is what the process is like, this is the questions that you'll get and this is how you can answer them, this is how you should possibly interact in this way or answer questions in this way and it'll be appropriate for you know a wider audience that may not have the same cultural background or understanding as you so to educate our communities in that sense as well so they're not so shy and fearful of getting involved in things and they're more empowered and emboldened to to be like no I can do this I feel confident enough to go speak on an interview speak on a panel do those kind of public kind of participation kind of stuff Um, so I think education plays a big part in all of it there's no excuse for ignorance in an age of information. You have your phone in your hand. You can look up unconscious bias to try and understand yourself better. The responsibility is on you to educate yourself, to know what the barriers are. Uh, Nobody makes this up. Indigenous youth are killing themselves. This is a real issue. The onus is on you to go and educate yourself and to see how you can be a better person. This is the Muslim Pod Blogger and this is a reminder to you. We can't change the past, but we are the future. We have a choice. You can choose to give up, to shut up and to put up, or you can fight back. Fight for the right to self-representation. After all, whose future is it anyway?